Welcome back, everyone. It's been a long hiatus, but we're back at it. This uh, next part is actually the last part of the season. There are two reasons we're releasing them all at once. Uh, for one, after a year with no episodes, uh, I didn't feel like stringing some of the episodes along, you know, in a weekly fashion or anything like that. But most importantly, this part, this last part, has a very lengthy diversion within it. And it is probably best binged um, and not strung along weekly because of that. The diversion within this part is covered in the episodes labeled Intermezzo 1 and 2, and they are longer than usual, representing whole sessions. I won't spoil anything yet, but they are quite deliberately different, but they do eventually tie back into our story, so don't worry. I'd like to invite you to come discuss as you're listening on our new Discord channel. We've now joined a Discord called The Actual Place, a home for actual play TTRPG podcasts for both their creators and their listeners. Just make sure that you use spoiler tags when discussing any spoilery stuff. We're on the channel Name Givers, and you can find the link to that Discord in the episode notes. And another note, we had some technical issues with microphones in some of these recordings, so I've edited things as clearly as I could and made use of some repair tools, and in some extremely important circumstances, I did do some re-recording. If you enjoy this show, rate, review, and most importantly, share with others. 1879 is a very niche system. It has a limited audience to appeal to by system alone. We enjoy making it and look forward to bringing you even more in the future. With a now complete season, this is a great time for new listeners to join in because they're going to get a full story out of it. Now, on to the show. Please enjoy. Bonjour, dear listeners. This is Boneyards and Boojums, an 1879 RPG actual play podcast. Part 5. Convergences. Madame Truffini, I have translated the document you have provided. There is one word which will be obvious that I could not find a suitable translation for. What follows is a translation from the original French. Rent a room at Les Oufs and Fair in the Falgia district, Rowdy Dwarf Bar. Light two candles and place them outside your window at 10 p.m. for an hour. Around midnight, enter beneath the extra-wide garden cellar doors behind building at 43 Rue Boissonnet. Use the alley behind to access. Best to do at night. The tunnels can be a bit tight, but can support a large cart and small horses for transporting the goods. Follow tunnels east. Important to take the east route at each intersection or fork. Once under Val de Grace, you will find a door of bones on the south side of an extra-wide hallway. You will need someone with the sight to pass through some obstacles there, such as special locked doors. 
Be warned that you may encounter some hostile spirits. We do not have full control over the energies of this place. Going with escort is highly advised. The Theodar does not typically meet with the Earth kind. Their proxy will be there to greet you and procure the goods at the Eight Directions Exchange. Chapter 1 Expedition So we start with Amos. Um, what's Amos been up to in the last, I don't know how many weeks, a few uh, weeks? Yep. Uh, he has been working in his shop diligently, uh, creating a new lovely, lovely piece of work named Street Sweeper. <laughs> it's That's a not ominous. <laughs> it is his new bespoke shotgun. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> the scattershot just goes yes because apparently in 1879 which makes sense a shotgun is a cone of damage oh okay so yeah. it will be great for clearing out small areas <laughs> I mean that makes sense you know I mean that that's the whole that's why it's called a shotgun and that is why it's called street sweeper because it's gonna yep. sweep the sweep streets I like it uh, yeah. and the other thing he was going to do was he was going to create some explosives, which I haven't done yet. So is there anything particular you're looking to make, or do you have a skill for that? Yep, chemistry. Okay. Do you want to make a roll on that, as just to yes. see how that goes? I mean, you got a few weeks, so you got time to redo, but, you know, be I'd nice to know if you... My yeah. workshop. <laughs> it would be nice to know whether you blew up your workshop doing it or not. Yeah. Uh, I think, due to Amos being rather... Uh, cautious in such endeavors he will probably have a little shed built out back for it <laughs> okay he I'm doesn't want to blow up the shop probably within your income range to do something like that so uh, yes, I don't think that's a problem yep. no. uh, you're the most uh, uh, well off of anyone I think so yes in the group there it is step 11 yeah I mean Jacoby might be second but that's only because his grandfather is well off yeah by proxy. Ooh. Well, it's not a crit. That's good. <laughs> Four. Yeah. Not great. Wow. This is awesome. Five. Four. So. Uh, some, someone's coming out with a singed beard. Yeah. To be, to be, to be fair, this is him experimenting. He hasn't done this before. <laughs> so, yeah. Four, five, and six. So, let's do. You could. You, oh, my God. You just keep rolling fours. <laughs> this sure is not typical Noah rolling either. So, this, this oh, wait, is ominous. Nope. nope. Couldn't remember if that worked or not. And six. Wow. So you got ranges from four to six on that. I would say, what's the typical explosives like? Uh, target mm. number is 10, so I'm about half. Uh, okay, I see, I see. So there's a target number you have to hit, and then... Yep. Um, there, uh, there we go. Like yeah, Woo. so you got one. So what's the type of explosive? It'll need uh, some kind of consequence for the other multiple yep. failures. Uh, I'm just going to bring it up here. Step 12 damage uh, and a step 5 like area of effect outside okay. the immediate blast area. Alright, and are these like dynamite? Is that what the uh, idea is? Sure. Okay, just wondering what the form is or is this like, you know, oh, cartoonish, you know, 19th century bombs oh. that you roll? Hold on, that's With actually... 
Hold on. The round bomb with the fuse. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I was using the volatility target number. Acme stamped on the side. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Yeah. The volatility number is the one that by setting it off by accident. Oh, okay. That's why I was wondering, is there a target number or is that just Uh, a a quality level? Oh, that's a target number is seven. Oh, okay. I'm not that far off. All right, so you had an extra success on the one you did eventually make. Uh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> I would say maybe with those other failures, maybe what whatever you think it costs like, to build a shed, double that, because you had just, just had repairs. <laughs> and go through, a, and in whatever it costs for materials, obviously, there's going to be a lot more cost to that. So I would say take take down your amount of money you got hanging around yep. and a few eyebrows. <laughs> Fair enough. Perfect. Uh, and yeah, what is the shape of the, the explosives, by the way? Because I'm curious if they are the old timey bulbs, bombs, or <laughs> sticks. <laughs> uh, I don't think he's going to even be that. Um, uh, yeah, he's just going to like have it shaped into like a brick. <laughs> okay, so they're kind of like C four bricks, but not C four bricks. They're just but not C four bricks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're not old style. It's not going to be very big. They're going to be fairly small because they need to fit inside those things that we found before, the weird suit things. Oh, okay. All right. And how yep. many does that make uh, when you get the extra success? Let's see. I can with the extra successes. I can. Decrease volatility. That's no fun. Or you can. It looks like you can either have uh, a plus two to the effect, which would be step fourteen damage. Yep. Or you can make a little bit more of it, which I think I'll do. Yeah. Okay. How much does it generally make? Uh, enough for one use. So I guess oh, that okay. would be two. <laughs> so you got two. Okay. Yep. One per success. So you got two of those. That sounds yep. reasonable. Is there anything else you're researching or anything? Because you had that letter. Uh, that you guys found that got translated. Say maybe Dr. Winter translated it for you right. on the side. That sounds good. Um, it was just basically instructions on how we were supposed to drop things off, right? Yeah, so these are instructions you found that um, uh, of where these suits that were being built need to be taken and how you get there. Yep. Not much about why, though. I'm okay with that. I have no intention <laughs> of them reaching their destination. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, the other thing is, uh, in order to, so in general, what is your, your, I guess maybe from Amos's perspective, what's your plan with these suits and the whole Paris thing? I'm basically going to pack the explosives somewhere that I can, somewhere hidden yep. underneath that I can basically blow them up if I need to, preferably okay. inside one of the crates on the, near the bottom. Okay. And basically, I just want to have a striker plate somewhere that if I decide that I want to blow it up, I just kind of strike the plate and it blows the whole wagon up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, you and... Know, um, as you do. As you do. Uh, Willy, <laughs> um, through, through your mutual contacts, offers to get you all a get your transportation across to Paris by airship of all things private airfield 
Woo! I like it. Don't want anybody coming across what you're doing, so figured a safe airfield on the East Coast. Not too far from Two Tree Island is what they arrange. Uh, does it actually mention how they were going to get them over there in the first place? Uh, no. That's okay. something you didn't discover. Fair enough. They may have been doing the same thing. They may have had ships. Something else, I don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah, my, as far as Amos is concerned, it's uh, carry on like they expect and see what happens. Okay. I'm going to go over to Jacoby. Um, last time you got correspondence mm-hmm. about uh, Huerco Ocho. I'm just curious if that's something over the weeks you might be looking into. Certainly. All right. Um, I'm trying to remember what Huerco is, but Ocho is eight, so... Well, he, I'll get you to maybe do a... Maybe just tell me first, like, where would you, if you're going to look into this more, where would you go? Uh, what would you do? Well, my first thought is that I would probably... Would I know what it actually translates to into English? Because I am from America, I am a cowboy, so I've probably dealt with Mexicans and Spaniards, so yeah, so I might know a little bit of the language. I just, you know, I, I didn't want to... Roll a raw perception. A raw so perception. Be, actually, roll read-write language. I'll just put it as a higher difficulty number. Okay. That would actually be a more appropriate thing, I think. Eh. You, you have brief contact with that language like so everybody has brief contact with you know some other language yeah beyond their own okay yeah nine, nine's enough to uh i would say it's not that taxing for jacoby to go you know find a spanish english dictionary just because you had that hunch of like mm-hmm. you've seen huerco i think you've seen ocho somewhere so um on the nine yeah, Spanish does have these words. There is suerco, which can be kid. Okay. It can be also devil, though. Oh, um, There may also be some other meaning you're just not aware of. Picking up, um, okay. Actually, Okio is O-C-C-H-I-O. Oh. And so you're looking at it and going, that's not Spanish. Maybe maybe the Huerco isn't Spanish either, or maybe it's just a related language. Maybe it's another romance language. I think that's a reasonable thing you could come to. Wow. I, um, all right. So if that's the case, I would probably go to one of um, my learned companions to go. I'm trying to figure out what this word is so I can figure uh, these words are so I can figure out what we might be getting into. Now, the question is, do I go to Madame Trefini or do I go to Amos? Well, uh, in this case, just to remind you, the player as well, too, this isn't necessarily related to your current thing with the ossuarium and all that, uh, because this came from a different tangent, came from that weird dream you had, and they delivered on a promise. uh, Uh, And it it was, uh, in theory, related to your, you know, checking into, hey, uh, how can I deal better with this half length to my life type of thing your midlife crisis at 20 kind of thing (laughs) i mean fair okay so it so it's it's, so it's dealing it's dealing with a personal issue i i i I would still i would still um check in with one of my more you know my learned colleagues because yeah you know sticking point 
think it would make sense to maybe introduce Madame Trefini at that point then. For this, maybe you're at her, um, what's it called? Is it the shop? Not shop. It's her, her parlor. 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 <laughs> That's it. Yeah. She has a parlor. Yeah, she is currently like just sitting at, like, she's actually in the front room, like in that sort of front first room that people see. The, the more shop room with all the sort of tchotchke and bits and bobs. And if, when Jacoby enters, he would actually see some pieces he recognizes from their current adventures together, mixed in amongst other bits and bobs of, you know, fortune telling and spirits and things like that, that are probably, most of them, not really real, but there are a few. And he would also see uh, the crystal ball that he knows is real on the table and she has uh, a spread of tarot of six cards laid out before her that she's sort of looking over when the bell when the door opens a little bell sort of ding born madam having trouble huh? finding out what's happening in the future not not at all not at all how are you Jacoby uh well to be honest I'm at a bit of a sticking point mm. I well, um how can I help you well, long story short, I got a missive that had a couple words that I th thought were Spanish, but uh, twerned. I'm thinking there might be another related language, but screw me if I know. And he puts the missive out and it's these two words here. She blinks a few times just at his choice of words. <laughs> and then affixes like her, you know, sort of adjusts her little wire rimmed glasses before looking down to look at the words just to see if by any chance she knows them. She doesn't really speak any other languages, but again, she may have had random encounters with bits and bobs of them. I could have been a bit more crass, but you are a lady, so I am trying to be gentlemanly about things. I appreciate your attempts. Your missive was more of a kind of manuscript bound, um, writings of historical places of power, um, and also detailing various historical artifacts that may have some spiritual and magical qualities. The reason I bring this up is that, Madame Trefini, maybe you can do a role in a cult here. Oh, okay. I will do that. Let me just see where's the cult. Got a whole four. Four. So, I mean, you can see clearly what's in this guidebook if you were to lap through it um on a four though you're kind of like mm, i don't know definitely some kind of latin related language yeah. it's not something that um sticks out to you right now but maybe you know maybe check with a nearby library university something like that do some reading you, you that was probably, step two <laughs> you could probably go and do some reading it might be sort of latinish I figured it was some kind of related romance language. Sorry, it's not my field of expertise, really. No, twerent mine either, but I figured, you know, either you or Amos <coughs> might, ha might have an idea of what's going on here, but eh. thank you kindly. And he of takes, course, of course. He takes it back and just shoves it away, looking a little put out. <laughs> <laughs> and while we're at that, um, what was Meta and Trefini been up to the last few weeks? Um, one of the main things she wanted to do was actually be doing some research on the correspondence they got. Okay. Because in the correspondence, there was something, most of it was fairly straightforward, but just at the end there, 
the Theogdarg does not typically meet the Earth kind. So she mm. kind of is curious about that particular word there, <laughs> Theogdarg. She doesn't recognize it and might be important to find out about. Sounds like Jacoby <laughs> and Madame Trefini might have a, uh, a joint yeah. um, session at the library for this. Yeah. <laughs> Again, that is not a word she recognizes. It is like... You want to head... You want to head down to the local knowledge uh, knowledge re- uh, repositorium and maybe lunch afterwards? My treat. I'll have both of you roll um, research if you have sure, it. Sure, I have it. And perception if not. I don't. Um, now, uh, Meadow Trefini, since you have it, you can in theory help out Jacoby okay. his role if you want. Okay. Yes, I would absolutely do that. Okay. All so, right, perception. We'll, we'll so first how do, do I do the help? What, let's do first Metotrophini's normal uh, thing. Normal one? Okay. Yep. Oh, oh, we'll start with Jack. Yep. He just rolled. Oh, we'll, start. well, if he just rolled, yeah, all right. So, okay. So, Jack could be good to seven. Actually, if you are going to help out, though, well, no, let's let's leave it at this. Because I'm sure Jack could be okay. the type who would first do his thing. And if he can't succeed, no. then maybe he would get some help. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a seven, that's actually a pretty, you know, good success there. Um, you, it doesn't take very long for you to get a librarian who's immediately like, yeah, that looks like Italian, probably. Um, you're, what you're looking at is probably something on the side of Eye of the Devil or Eye of the Child or Eye of Something. Um, and they do say, though, that while they're not, you know up to date on their lingo in Italian, there's also a possibility that it may be a Boojum term, too, now. Interesting. I'm going to ask for a map. A map of where? A world map, I would say. Perhaps some kind of nautical map that would um, dictate where say maybe giant whirlpools or storms are known to pop up okay. you know something something that looks like an eye you know uh, okay yeah so i can you wouldn't are you you said you're looking to buy one or just find no, one just 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 researching one uh, okay. we're, in a, so, we're at the library so i'm sure they have yeah. you know yeah rural research um obviously it's going to be just straight for perception for jacoby yeah yeah all right so another oh, another seven so, well, you can find nautical maps here. There's, I mean, you're not a navigator of any kind. You're not yeah. skilled in those kinds of things. Uh, most of the things that are tools and stuff like that are coming from kind of old legends and like just little decorations on maps. Mm-hmm. They kind I of hear, hear, me, hear dragons, me dragons yeah. kind of thing. Um, well, considering boojums are a thing now, yeah. that may actually bear fruit. And I, and thus Jacoby, realize that probably not just nautical if it's a place of power or where you know things like ley lines converge this child's eye or eye of the devil could be landbound too possibly so um why don't we get madame trefini next what oh, are you okay doing? looking up the Agdarg. yep <laughs> however that's pronounced 11 okay Target to be six, so that's one extra success. So yeah, it's slightly more obscure knowledge. Um, Theogdar, you okay? Uh, even on an extra success, you're not necessarily nailing down a specific language or origin 
uh, which actually to you tells you this is a fairly new term. Okay. It's maybe something that is, I, I guess for you, what's telling is that you can't find this word anywhere. Okay. And that's where the extra success lies, that this must be something new or novel or undocumented. Okay. Because um, we've got a couple of weeks, right? Yeah. For this research. Then yeah. she'd probably go to um, other, like, sort of try to find, like, some other boojum yeah. who are sort of the knowledgeable types, not, like, just, like, a gunslinger type. Okay, so roll maybe streetwise, if you've got okay. that. Okay, uh, I don't have a streetwise, but I've got haggle and bribery. So I would go with your raw charisma. Raw charisma? Okay. That is not my strong. Just <laughs> the step five, but I can try. Yeah. You got a four. Yeah, you got a lot of weird looks and people are just like, nope. <laughs> it's not a slang term um, that you can find anywhere. Okay. Um, yeah, nothing like that. Okay, then she would probably, if she's, you know, basically starts to meet dead ends, she would just move on because okay. she's not going to beat a dead horse. She would. Al- she was also trying doing some stuff to try to like get the crystal ball more closely attuned to this timeline yes. since it's in the wrong timeline. Oh right. Okay. So, um, do you mind? Uh, are you going to bring? Are you going to keep that at the shop? Or are you going to bring it with you to Paris? Well, she would be bringing it with her to Paris because she doesn't yeah. want to leave it behind too much. Okay. Is there anything that you folks? Want or need to do in London um, before you head off? Buy some armor, but okay. I can just like do that through the book. Yep. Yeah, you can get some book stuff. What is it like cotton flap jacket stuff I like that? I don't know. I'll just look and see. <laughs> okay. You don't, <laughs> I, you don't need to stay at it right now. So we'll. Okay. You can, you can go so that I actually have armor on for like yeah. the first time ever. Yeah. So you have something <laughs> when you go into dangerous situations for once. Yeah. 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 Okay, because you kind of know where you're going is could have some danger involved, certainly. Exactly. Um, so maybe I should actually. Apparently, I have a ballistic vest that I've never put on. <laughs> oh, there you go. Maybe that'll work. Yeah. We will fast forward into. You're able to. Uh, you're basically given uh, train tickets again to get across to the East Coast um, to get onto a uh, airship. It's not really booking passage. I, this may be a private vessel owned by your patron, a, a Gifford. Um, and this is just a, a kind of airship. Not huge, but um, so you're still kind of, you know, you got a bit of wind and stuff, but um, not terribly small either. Not cramped at all. Anybody afraid of, fl- of heights or anything like that? Oh, yeah. Madame Trefini would be terrified of that. Okay. So she'd probably stay below decks is my oh, guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and if she has to be above decks, she clings to whichever of her companions is closest. Nice. And if neither of them are close, she'd probably just grab hold of somebody else. <laughs> One JKB, of the porters or something. JKB would make sure he avails himself for Madame Trefini's clingage. Because he, 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 under, he understands the fear and everything, so he ain't going to make light of this situation. <laughs> and Amos will be like trying to figure out how it works and checking out the engineering on it and oh, just yeah. be enraptured. <laughs> and you've been given a name of a contact and direction to get to La Troll de Grenelle. Um, you're not given much more information than that, other than it's a brassman. 
um, and someone who might be able to look at the items you suits and figure out what's going on. Maybe. Or at least he knows Paris pretty well. Yeah, at least that's what Willie thinks. <laughs> um, Madam Trevini, you're going to do a little bit of scrying of the orb of the crystal yes. ball? Yes. Yes, she would like to try using the crystal ball here. Okay, so that'd be raw perception, I think. And, oh, okay. Um, I think there might be strain involved. I can't remember, so point of strain. Oh, okay. Let me would just... make, make sense, I think. Uh, perception, that's a base seven, and... Whoa, 21, okay. I that's think I made really, it work! That's a really good one. <laughs> so what are you looking for in general? I mean, damn. Um, currently right now, like, with the orb, she would be looking in to sort of see what may happen in, like, what may happen in the mines, because they're going, or sorry, in the tunnels, because they're just going back to the correspondence to see. Okay. Because um, we're going under Val de Grace. There'll be a bone of doors to the south extroid hallway. Someone with the sight. Um, just to sort of look and see. She actually might be using it to sort of look for the Theo Godarg because this is all part of what they're about to go do. Okay. Sort of what lays in wait beneath beneath Val de Grace and in the tunnels. Interesting. So I think, um, yeah, I want you to roll willpower as well. Okay. That's... And target number five. So I will roll a small thing. You take another Ooh. point of strain. Okay. Um, and you feel a little bit of a vertigo sensation because you do have that kind of fear of heights, but you get kind of over it pretty quickly. Okay. Um, just because of your focus on this thing. Because as you're using Blessing Crystal Ball, the uh, the airship kind of disappears around you briefly, which is a little scary for a half second. <laughs> yeah, if anybody happens to like wander, like come by where she is, would be sitting, they would just hear this little. <laughs> <laughs> Not a very dwarf-like sound. Yeah. From this, you know, heavily bearded dwarven woman. Take it easy, you'll get used to it. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> to Madame Trefini. Yep. Oh, that's funny. And uh, you're able to kind of kind of fast travel over to Paris, which you recognize from maybe some illustrations you've seen and um, uh, maybe some, what are they called? Uh, lithographs? Is that what it okay. is? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Lithographs? Lithographs. Maybe that's it. Is it like early photography? Yeah, yeah. lithographs. Yeah, early photography kind of stuff. Um, and you're then getting an image of tunnels underground that where all the walls are made, uh, they appear to be made of skulls, but they're probably just adorned of skulls, you think. It's just all skulls everywhere. Okay. And as you weave your way through there, you are noticing that there is a bit of a kind of a flicker on and off of two different possibilities two different realities you're not sure which okay. one of which um there's really nothing in the direction you're going it's like old tunnels that have been sealed you know that have collapsed sections um like you're going through a what looks to be a you know collapse of rock and dirt okay and uh but then blink and no there that's cleared there is some supports built here and leads into eventually down a lot of t 
tunnels that go deeper and deeper. And when you switch between the two realities, one reality that you're really just underground in the dirt and there's nothing you can see. And the other, there's a tunnel that seems fairly newish and it ends in a large um, cavern where on the far side of the wall, you see what you think is glass, but you realize pretty quickly it's actually a shimmer of water is one one of the walls. Uh, and this is like yards high, so maybe 10 yards high. It's just a wall of water on the other side. It's kind of got this dark quality behind the water, but you can tell it's water because it's kind of got that bluish tinge as if there's okay. light coming somewhere above. And then everything just cuts out for you at that point. Okay. You, you, there was figures there and stuff there, but you, you're just yeah. probably too, I don't know, amazed at the wall of water. Yeah. So there were figures, but unable to really see them. Yeah. You weren't focused on that. Yeah. It was a big cavern, though. Okay. <sighs> so anyway, here's water wall. <laughs> <laughs> You seem to be working a little better now. And she'll, like, cloth over the orb again. As she sort of pats <laughs> it gently. <laughs> Thank you, dear. You all right there, Mr. Feeney? Yes. I just was seeing if I could get any sight towards what are, what is awaiting us in the tunnels. Fair Had enough. A bit of, was able to see a bit of both possibilities. Sounded like something spooky there for a sec. Oh, at the beginning? Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, no, nothing. Nothing. It was quite fine. <laughs> Just um, startling, that's all. Yeah. Honestly, you get used to it. Getting well, these weird visions and suddenly the world around you ain't what it should be. And Well, yes. You know, Just one, part, one part minute, of the line of work. I mean, true <laughs> enough. One minute you're in a train car, the next minute you're in a, I don't know, floating through the clouds or in the middle of an ocean. Might yes. have disconcerting the first couple of times. Of course, yes. I think it's a, you know, only an hour's long trip because this is through the air. It goes faster than you would think. I mean, it's a little less, um, there's not really much... I mean, you could have air sickness, I guess, but it's not like traveling in the sea. No. It's not up and down as much. It's about just that she's not getting air sick. She's just afraid of the height. Uh, I think you would land somewhere outside of Paris, and uh, there is a carriage waiting for you at the private airfield. Um, some baron you've never heard of has a, a thing there, and, uh, you know, baron, who's it, what? You know, with the French accent kind of thing. Is there like a cargo hold that the uh, wagon is in? Oh, right. Yes. And there's uh, the wagon with all the crates and all that, which can be towed alongside. I think they're prepared for that. Maybe a second set of horses for that. For following along. And they uh, guide you um, towards Paris. Um, Takes about, I would say, an hour or so. Um, And um, your guide is... uh, his name is Jacques Laplante, and um, he will say in fairly broken English, Ah, yes, the Troll de Grenelle. Um, you, uh, um, we can, uh, how do you say, park the, um, uh, the goods. Um, there's, there's this little 
area we can hide it off near the bridge that we usually do drop-offs for uh, the thrall. Um, but in order to, to enter, you will need to go under the bridge. And um, he has his workshop uh, under there, north side. All right, then. Rob, did you just put a troll under a bridge? <laughs> did not take you long. As the words well, came out of your mouth, <laughs> <laughs> my brain went, he did not. Yes, he did. Oh, dear. Uh, who, who would be approaching the, uh, or who would be leading the group go to under, bri- under the bridge? Uh, probably Amos. Oh, okay. So she, you know, she, she would be quite okay with him. Yeah. You'll notice that there's a fairly well-worn path that goes underneath the bridge as if a lot of people do this. Um, and that there's um, under the bridge where you would expect to just have a, you know, wall of, uh, I don't know, the, I guess, um, equivalent of concrete at the time, which would be, be mortar and like rock, something like that. Except there is a door underneath there something you would not expect. And in fact, there's actually, if you look close enough, there's a couple doors. There's one that seems to be extra wide for carrying things into there. And just a regular little door as if somebody lives here uh, that you can knock. Uh, there's a knocker on it, so a wooden door. What? Knockers? It was either that or a joke about how we have to pay for entry because it's a troll bridge. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Amos will, after that turn, and uh, look at the others. All right, so, are we ready? Um, yeah, as ready as we'll ever be, I reckon. Well, yes. Let's go meet our new friend. And with that, he will grab the knocker and give it a nice, large knock. Until next time, dear listeners, blessings and good health. Au revoir. Salutations and valedictions for the Boneyards and Boudrums podcast are narrated by Jules Watts of Seize the GM podcast. For Creative Commons music credits, please see the episode notes.